RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Wait a minute. Yo, what's happening? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. And thanks for everything. I see the chat room filling up. Jim, nice to see you. Thank you for your super chat right out of the gate. Nice to see you, Lee, in New York City. If you're on any other uh, platform, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. So that will be the chat room I'll be interacting with for the most part. And um, that's where all the cool people hang out. Now, there are cool people everywhere. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, there are cool people on Facebook. You know, I'm not a big Facebook fan anymore. I'm sick of it. They killed the Republican Dirty Tricks Facebook page ever since that happened. I'm a little bit down on the whole platform. I was down on them before. They suck. Okay, whatever. We know. Um, what else? This week, we we didn't do a weekday show this week. I couldn't do it, guys. And thank you. I needed a couple of days off. So thank you for, for your support because <laughs> I was uh, burnt out. I'm still kind of burnt out and... I guess it's, what else is new? We all have PTSD living in this country. I wish I could be one of those people that can turn, tune everything out. I know, I know people like that. I find them to be kind of annoying and part of the reason we're in this boat because being a citizen in a democracy that requires some kind of, you know, it requires you to participate. And we have so <laughs> much work to do. Um, it's, it's sometimes overwhelming. So this week, um, we know the, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict um, was disgusting. I, I keep getting emails or, or right-wingers tweeting at me, commenting on the, on the YouTube stream and all that supporting this little uh, pudgy face sociopath the pig faced little sociopath i mean that's that's mean excuse me he's a uh, he's just i don't know whatever i don't i'm not trying to mock his looks whatever he's got bigger problems we we all have bigger problems that's the problem with conservatism they they really need to get help. They need to get the help that they that they desperately need. Instead, they inflict it on society. In what 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 world does a is a seventeen year old armed with an assault weapon welcome to uh, patrol the streets when when not asked to do so? That's okay though, as long as you have lighter pigment. I guess I don't know. That's the difference between Republicans and normal people. See, normal people are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. That's what it takes, you know? That's why when, I mean, well, some people aren't born with that. We, we have authoritarian followers. Those are the 35% baseline that all countries have to deal with. Wait, hold on. Let's take a drink. This is my... If you are a patron, oh yeah, I forgot all the, the plugs. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. All right? 
And maybe I'll send you a mug. How about that? I need to take a drink of coffee. Delicious coffee. That's my only drug left. And we have Steve Grossman, ladies and gentlemen, has entered the the chat room. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. See? Chat room's filling up. And it is an earlier time. That's the the problem with not having a daily show to set time. I understand you get I, I appreciate your flexibility. It sucks. It does suck for me because it's difficult to build a community of people that want to hang out in the chat room while we're doing the show if we don't have a set time because nobody can live like that waiting for the notification bell <laughs> to go off and then go check out the Tower Buster show now that's not how it works so um, I get it it sucks and we do what we can because we don't have big billionaire benefactors and we're in this together so we show up. I show up when I can do it. If you want a daily show at a set time, we got to get those patrons up as many as pa as many as we can because we we don't have uh, like I said, we don't have the Mercer family. We do, like uh, like the Breitbarts of the world. That's how that hack Breitbart started that rag that is pretty much the equivalent of the Nazi newspaper that the nazis published in the early 20s oh that's ray they have a new toy oh you can see it Look. well that's a little fish that they can pretend to murder and then there's a little something else that they can pretend to murder yeah i'll move it over so you can see there you go now you can watch the cat play. It's like an emotional support animal. As we're discussing the decline of the American experiment, or the, the failure of the American experiment, we can watch the cats pretend to murder something. All right, let me move this over. There you go. Okay, good. I feel better already, just knowing they're there in the background, right? <laughs> There's Francis. The famous Francis Jr. Jr. of the Resist Mug fame. Ray is there. Yes, that's right. And Tara Jr. Jr. Okay. So, what was I saying? Yeah, so I wasn't able to do a show this week. Well, it was Thanksgiving, but I, I couldn't. I, I was going to do a show on Wednesday, and I thought... I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I was done. I was glad to know that the um, Armand Aubrey decision came back positive. And we, we're going to talk about that. It uh, certainly doesn't, doesn't bring Armand Aubrey back to life. And um, it also, watching the verdict, listening to the verdict, and something that, Al Sharpton mentioned that a jury of, of what did he say? White, nine, what did, sorry, 11, wait, how many people on a jury? 13, I, I can't remember. Anyway, he said whites and blacks. And uh, it, 
It sounded a little weird, but he's correct. The fact is, all right, well, let's just talk about it. I I wanted to talk about the Armand Aubrey decision when we, in comparison to Kyle Rittenhouse, the Kyle Rittenhouse decision, you could see the mistakes made by both prosecutions. And one would think that in the Deep South, (laughs) the, uh, I know I'm laughing at myself. Right. Um, that in the Deep South, the oh, or in Wisconsin, we would might, we might get a better verdict, but even all of the 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 thumbs on the scale for uh, acquittal. But the and all right, let me play exactly just to get this get my wrap my thoughts around it. Get my thoughts gathered up in this bitch for this bitch. I know I shouldn't wear this shirt anymore. It has a couple of spots on it that only appear when I'm on the video. <laughs> I guess it's the lights or something. It looks pretty. Looks pretty lowbrow, you know. To have a shirt like that. I can do better than that. We don't have to live like this anymore. Let's do this. We yeah, That's better. <laughs> See? It's gone. <laughs> oh, yes. Is Tara going to bring up the dirty toenails? That was so goddamn absolutely vile. But we know what they were going for. So for those who don't know, during the Ar- Armand Aubrey... I don't even know. How do you say it? It's not, it's not his trial. <laughs> Um, the murder of Armand Aubrey. These pasty-faced, white, privileged assholes, and that's what they thought. That's why when they killed him, they called. When they called the police, they asked to speak to the supervisor because that was a friend of theirs. You know, let me get. This is the good old boy justice network. They have every right. That's what they thought. That they had every right to avail themselves of the good old boy justice network, which is no justice. It's justice according to pigment. And the American people are sick of it. The prosecutor, after uh, the, uh, the woman who prosecuted, what's the guy's name? Hold on, hold on, here we go with the music. We'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. All right. Um, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, where's the cats? I don't see them anymore. I know. <laughs> Look at Rick. Oh, it's Francis. Look how cute he is in the background. Murder, murder, murder. Look at him. He's cute. All right. Wait, 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 wait. So, who's, where, wait, wait, wait. Guys, sorry, I know. This is what you gotta put up with when you're an independent liberal media person and you have no billionaire benefactors to hire a producer (laughs) up in this bitch for this bitch. Wait, I'm on Arbor. I'm looking for this one fucking article. Okay. 
Yes, the dirty toenail. So the prosecutor, I mean, the defense the, of the murderers of Armand Aubrey brought up a visual, I don't know what that had to do. He had saying he had dirty toenails, which is who the, who, 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 first of all, cares? Uh, otherwise, is that a, is that, is that an, something that should uh, result in a murder? I'd like to see the toenails of these pasty-faced white pricks. You think they're nice and pedicured and groomed to perfection? I doubt it. They don't look too, you know, they don't look too metrosexual, these guys. And clearly, how, how, how dare they? The, um, the videos that they showed of him walking around the, the house in, under construction... Whoopie doopie. Uh, it reminded me of myself when I was a younger person. Um, and I remember that's what we used to do as young people, just walk around. They were doing a lot of construction on Staten Island when I was growing up. And we used to just walk around, oh, look, and imagine what it would look like when it was finished. There was nothing nefarious about it. Should we not have been in there? Probably. But nothing was taken, nothing was vandalized. It was just curiosity. So somebody can just walk in and murder somebody for a criminal trespassing. This is what they kept saying. Criminal trespass, criminal trespass, which is a misdemeanor. Criminal trespass. We have people with darker pigment who were sent to Rikers Island under suspicion of stealing a backpack. And rotted there for five freaking years. These good old boys, they did avail themselves initially to the good old boy justice system that tried to kick into gear. But it was unsuccessful. Because we will win. We will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. We don't just say that as the calling uh, motto of the show. It's the goddamn truth, and you know it. It has to be... I, I really hope I live to see not just about the show. I'm talking about just those words embedded in every liberal, every Democrat, every normal person's heart. Decency, dignity, democracy. That's, that's the American dream, the American way. It's, the, it's what is required to have that um, constitutionally limited democratic republic that the Republicans are adverse to. They hate that system. Is anybody beyond doubt anymore? I've been saying it. I don't even give a crap... I, uh, about Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, they are welcome, of course, in the fight to preserve democracy, but they're, they're part of the problem, too. It's all of the conservatives from both parties, I hate to say it. The conser conservatism is a fundamentally anti-democratic ideology. Either we, we must to teach young people um, just how you cultivate and save and preserve a democracy, especially a multiracial 
nation of immigrants like ours. And speaking of Armand Aubrey, the what I noted um, or what I observed watching the two different trials, it was it was it was frustrating beyond belief. Of course, listening to this old white cracker in uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse case constantly put his thumb on the scale for that little murderous prick. And then with the Armand Aubrey murder murder case, what I noted what I noticed was that the um, that the corporate media who were discussing or you know unwrapping the um, each day's testimony, they kept noticing how um, the prosecutor was framing her argument in the Ar- Armand Aubrey case. And I, I, I'm, let's play it because it's everything we've been talking about here. And I hope, I really do hope one day that Democrats listen. Wait, I'm, wait a, hold on guys. Stupid thing won't open. All right. For some reason now my, come on. Oh, here it is. Good. I was going to say the the video, the hard drive where I keep the videos wasn't opening. You know how it goes around here, guys, right? But here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is. It's worth the wait. Guess what? We're citizens of the United States, right? We live here. We have personal liberty because this is a free country. Other people can't go up and stop us and hold us and detain us, okay? They have to actually have seen us commit that crime in order to effectuate a citizen's arrest. So you go around and you start stopping people, you're doing that in violation of their personal liberty. Now, smart, right? She's, she didn't bring up race during the trial, as frustrating as that might be for us, for normal people. Yeah, we want to point out it is race, obviously. Clearly. If only we had some, I don't know, law school, school class <laughs> that discussed how laws um, shape the racist-ass history of this country. If only, I don't know. Does anybody know of a class like that? I don't know. But anyway. But, yes, she's speaking to these right-wing... I mean, she's, she's speaking to the audience she knows she has right in front of her. She's not talking to the Occupy Wall Street crowd. But the goal is the same. And this is why... What we what we talk about here, reclaiming patriotism, reclaiming the um, uh, freedom, the mantle of freedom, all of these terms that the Republicans have have taken. And there are ways to argue what what, you know, our our pro-America, pro-eplorbizunum, pro, um, you know, pro-democracy policies. Everything that we're talking about, universal health care, higher, universal higher education, universal live, um, living wages, these are patriotic 
imperatives. Hold on a second. Okay, so we're talking about the Kyle, I mean, not Kyle written, well, all of it. Armand Aubrey's case, the, the murder trial resulted in a conviction as opposed to what happened in with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, who we are now forced to endure until he implodes. Um, the, the prosecutor in the Armand Aubrey murder trial, um, she did 100% uh, the correct way to argue with a conservative is with conservative talking points. So, for example, climate change. I, and I, was, I was looking for this particular article. I remember reading it a long time ago. I couldn't find it. It was about advertising to conservatives and liberals. But basically the gist of it was they, an advertising agency was, they, they did a, a study on marketing to different political persuasions. And, but marketing in this particular instance, climate change, that we must do something about climate change. And they found, and we, we could have told them this, that they found that they got buy-in to the progressive policies when arguing through a conservative lens. Climate change, for example, we, we have, so arguing with conservatives like this, we have a duty to leave the country um, for our ancestors, for, for the young people. We have a duty to preserve what we have for future generations. That's one way that, the, that this group marketed to conservatives, that got them buying into it. Whereas with progressives, they marketed, um, of course, progressives are more apt to, um, to embrace uh, you know, the notion of climate change and what we have to do about it. But they argued with uh, sort of like, in just imagining a better future. So that's the difference between conservatives and, and, uh, and progressives. Progressives are looking, I mean, we can, obviously it's right, it's right in the name itself. It's progressivism versus regressivism. So progressives are generally more comfortable with change and the future, and diversity. We're not as afraid of difference. I mean, and there, there's reams of studies to, to, to prove it. But with conservatives, you have to argue these, um, these points and take them away. Wait, hold on. Oh my God, I don't have a, I don't have a cough button. <laughs> gets, gets pretty real up in this bitch. Hold on. So you have to argue in a way that they understand. Like, and that's what she did brilliantly. Country. See? Other people can't go up and stop us and hold us and detain us. Okay? They she didn't say they can't stop us because of the color of our skin. She smartly <laughs> put a pin in that. But I think that th that's why... What we're doing here is so important 
You know, tell me I'm wrong. If we get the Democratic Party, the people who have larger platforms than this, and people in positions of power, to adopt these progressive, patriotic progressive talking points, there is no way conservatives can argue with it. Of course, they'll keep going at us with the same old bullshit about socialism, right? You're socialist, you're communist, you're, um, I mean, now we're basically, uh, reality is out the door, and we're right, we're going straight to violence. Hold on. Here comes Tara Jr. Jr. What are you doing? Come on. Come on, here. Can you sit here? Can you sit here, honey? <laughs> Respect. He's such a pain in my ass. I I don't I don't know. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Sit then. Just stay. All right. Then he's not trying to attack my hand. All right. All right. We're getting a pretty rowdy chat room. And I encourage that entirely. Winston I see you, Winston, and again, thank you, Jim, for your super chat, and I see you, Lee, and Steve, and Jim, and nice to see you, Terry Taylor, and who else is in here? Oh, Haiku, welcome, welcome. Oh, Bob, nice to see you. <laughs> right, Bob says, let's do a statistical analysis of obese, white, racist toenail hygiene. We should. Try to find me any, any clip from any court case in the United States where, they, um, where a white man's toenails somehow justify murdering him. It's, it's really beyond disgusting. And Republicans... I think, you know, what's so funny, and also it is a mark of how far we have come, and I guess we can, we should be, we should note that, too. We have come somewhat of a, of a way. We do. We definitely have a way to go. But that, that it didn't work. You know, that those dog whistles didn't work. And everybody could hear them. At this point, the defense, they were, were trying to, uh, to elicit the, see what he did to me just there? He just grabbed my, he, my, he grabs my hand and he tries to force me to pet him. Okay. It's, it's abuse. <laughs> okay. But all right, whatever. Where is it? Where is it? Anyway, so that's how we, we know that we will win. It's, it's coming. That old white racist-ass judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, he's, he's old. He's, he's not going to be with us forever. None of us will. But he, statistically speaking, he's, um, he's closer to stepping off the mortal coil. Oh, and he's not alone. We have 
the likes of, you know, like Chuck Grassley, all of these old, old crackers standing in the way. Hopefully, I don't know. I hope to live long enough to see, to see the change, but it's coming. It's definitely coming. As, uh, as MLK said, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. That's 100% correct. We're in the backlash. The, vera- the ferocity of the backlash, I should say, is directly and sort of speaks to how, uh, how successful we've been. That's how desperate, and um, and it just goes to show you how much progress we've made. They wouldn't have to be so disgusting if, uh, okay. of course, everybody calls me when I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on lo- I mean, on the goddamn air, okay? Hold on. All right. But this is what we have to do. As far as conservative talking points, we everything that we're about, <laughs> because we're we are the actual patriots, we're the people who are carrying the mantle of democracy. We're actually trying to bring the founders' vision to fruition. So, you know, embrace that and own that, because we're the real patriots. Wearing an ugly red, white, and blue shirt with an eagle on it doesn't make you a patriot it's about time we start uh i think you know what it's um humiliating them that helps mocking them we played the video of aoc live streaming kevin mccarthy's speech and mocking him in real time that's what we have to do and we have to get just like they change what like what's his face christopher rufo says that they took the whole um crt and they're gonna put everything under the umbrella of crt so we have to get it to the point where the american people when you hear when you see let's say a republican one of these or or a capital riot one of the traitors you know you see a Trump and Z talking about patriotism. You, it, it, it elicits a laugh. That's it. You, it is read as a statement of irony. Because that's what it is. We have to reclaim patriotism, redefine it unapologetically. It's, well, we're not redefining it. We're just taking it back. Because we've always been the patriots. Liberals created America. I'll be right back. This is the truth, right? Liberals created America while the conservative, right-wing fascist traitor ancestors were pining for the king to trickle on them. That's it. And the American people, we, we know how stupid we are. We don't know our own history the American people don't even, we don't even know the history of the revolution, much less the, the demographic makeup of the country at the time and where people's loyalties laid. For, for example, there were plenty of right-wing um, pro-monarchist militias running around, counterinsurgencies against the, the revolutionaries, against the patriots. Now you tell me, 
Who, on what side would the Republicans be on, right? If this were seven, in the 1770s, if we were in the time of the revolution, would they be on the side of people who want to promote the general welfare over the welfare of the elite, the intergenerational aristocracy and the monarchy? That's the way it's always been for thousands of years. Um, there's nothing more progressive than overthrowing an aristocracy. I keep saying it. This is where, why liberals, progressives, normal people have to take that patriotic mantle and just take it away from these filthy fascist pricks who have stolen it. They are disgraceful and they're using it under the mantle of patriotism like the founders warned us, right? The last refuge of, of uh, what is it, patriotism? The last refuge of scoundrels? We know these famous Ben Franklin quotes, but the Republicans, they use it, it's like a playbook. They, they count on us to be, um, to, to, to view them as sincere somehow, that they're really for freedom, when they've changed the entire definition of freedom from you, I guess, well, what is freedom? To them, freedom is not giving a shit about anybody but themselves. To normal people, humans, because we are interdependent, there's never been a rugged individual right-winger, of course, <laughs> please. These are idiots that can't go to Walmart without an M16, right? Wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Okay. Let's see. Quite the opposite. The founders were, on average, 27, and the sons of wealthy oligarchs who fled the king because they didn't want to pay taxes. Not, I mean, that is the simplified, you know, cliff notes. Hold on. Did you hear him screaming at me? <sighs> He's getting very... See, I guess it happens when you get older. You just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> That's what he is. He's just like get. He just don't give a shit. Um. The the founders were not wealthy oligarchs. They were uh, upper middle class. They um, were students of the liberal age of enlightenment, which were was a philosophy with that kind of gripped the progressive world the the progressive western world it, for hundreds of years these ideas that were so radical that sent many of the the writers those that we look to the philosophers from the liberal age of enlightenment uh, like rousseau and john locke people who were put in prison and those they were generally in the upper um middle class in the upper uh, i'm talking about the um, the uh, Enlightenment thinkers. They were, I mean, it's usually that's how it goes with revolution in general. Because people who are poor aren't, um, it's generally revolutions come from a middle class because people who are poor are too busy trying to keep a roof over their heads to rise up. And that's, that's the Republican philosophy. 
keep you nice and tired watching your three uniquely American low-paying jobs and, uh, you know, too exhausted to beg or not beg or ask, pester your betters for things like living wages or, or a fair share of the profit that your labor makes possible. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. Okay, I'm not getting into it. The founding fathers were made up of Don Juniors and Eric's? N not really. No. Don Juniors and Eric's don't give a shit. They don't sit around pontificating about the rights of man. You know? They're not that smart. Don Juniors and Eric's of the world were the loyalists. They're the ones who were comfortable with the status quo because they have no talent and they can only get their get by on their privilege. So just the way it is now. Am I wrong? Prove me right. I mean wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. All right. But what do you think? Now, when I watched the, the the corporate media mouthpieces unwrapping or talking about the the um, Armand Aubrey verdict, and many of them were disappointed, I have to say, in the fact that the prosecutor had won on um, by not bringing up race, and I. I want us, yes, we have to, we, we got to get to the point where everybody understands that, um, you know, the underlying racist-ass history of this country. And, um, but we need to use that tactic. In the meantime, you know, to, to convince conservatives, there are some, if, you're, if there are any who are reachable in any way, who can argue with, and, and we know, we know that Republicans, when you talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, they're like, oh, we all believe that everyone should have health care, right? None of us th thinks that people shouldn't get health care or living wages, right? We just don't think the government should tell you what to do. That's what they say, which is the uh, rallying cry for oligarchy for time in memorial. That's the thing that makes me so, and no, well, that's just, the Republicans are so damn tedious because they just fall for the oldest tricks constantly. And they're, and they're the cheerleaders of not just their own demise, but the demise of uh, the American middle class, the American grand experiment in liberal democracy. You know, they're the ones, the the ones in the eagle and the stars and the uh, flag shirts, the ones who are choking the life out of democracy, and we know. So we, I you know, when we have right-wingers in the chat room, they come in every now and then to basically take the internet equivalent of a diarrhea dump in their diapies and I think they want us all to clean it up for them is that it but they don't they they bring nothing to the table anyway those people they're the lost causes but there are others every now and then there'll be one or two 
that aren't completely a lost cause. Maybe they were, they're just uh, surrounded by a bad and bad influences, right? Bad influences of right wingers everywhere, everywhere they go, Fox News and OAN and idiots saying, let's go Brandon, <laughs> right? But they haven't ever, because they're ignorant or, well, willfully ignorant too. So, may, but maybe, maybe they'll stumble onto the show and they'll hang out in the chat room silently and maybe they'll learn something, even though I'm sure they have other plans. But that's, the, but anyway, maybe something will stick in their heads. Like, well, um, we don't leave anybody behind, right? How do you explain we, we don't leave anybody behind in one hand, but in the, on the other hand, we're leaving millions behind all the time with nothing. So that's why we have to frame universal health care as a patriotic imperative. It's also a way of unifying the country. We're in this together. Yeah, we are in this together. We're each other's keepers. E pluribus unum. We're all Americans. It's not that white Americans, black Americans, Americans with darker pigment, dikey Americans like me, you know? It's we're all in this together. We don't leave anybody behind. And trust me, that day is coming. I know for a fact, and so do you, and so does the health insurance racketeers. They know that their time is coming to an end, that the American people as a whole, even even the fascists, well, maybe not them, but for the most part, they say people shouldn't die without health care. Well, hold on a second. Be right back. Right? And when I was talking to the right-wingers, the teabaggers, as they were called at the time, I was talking to teabaggers um, in front of the Supreme Court, during the when the Supreme Court was arguing Obamacare, and these teabaggers were all of them saying, um, "We don't think that people shouldn't shouldn't get health care that they need." All of them, they all insisted that they are all for universal health care, that everyone should get health care. They believe that, and they sh- and you should. And they they reassured me. I remember the lady with the big hand that said get your government hands off my Medicaid. She said that um, no one is denied health care in the United States. We have the emergency room. That's exactly what she said. If you're sick, you go to the emergency room. For a tumor? Yeah. For preventative care? Yeah. This is what we're talking about. That's why the United States spends twice as much as the next most expensive system and leaves millions out and has the worst outcomes, measurably worst outcomes in the entire Western world. But we pay the most, get the least, and it's supposedly the best. That's what Republicans want us to say. Or And right-wingers will cheer right along. They cheer their own demise, which is so vile. And trust me, even while the Republicans, as we're trying to pass Build Back Better, and when it passes, 
in spite of the albatrosses of Kristen Cinnamon, Joe Manchin, who hopefully one day will be as non-entity as a non-entity as I don't know any of them as Twitler. Well, whatever. But when we pass it, then they they will partake of the four weeks. I mean, a pittance, family leave, but something, right? They'll take advantage, just like they take advantage of everything now. They like their pre-existing condition protection, you know? But they never have the manners or the maturity to say thank you. Instead, they want to threaten violence. They want you to be afraid to ever do a goddamn thing ever for them, for us. And it's not even for them, you see, because it's for democracy. And... In the, in the uh, as a byproduct, they get to have health care too. That's the thing about us and them. And I and here here's a, a example. In fact, it's probably a good segue too. I was looking at um, you know Lauren Boebert, another scandal all day. Lauren Boebert stories on the corporate media about how Lauren Boebert apologized. She's apologized for, um, for insulting, um, representative Ilan Omar. Wait a minute. My stupid finder insulting. She's, she's just a racist. Lauren Boebert is a racist. And just a just besides the point, we know that. Uh, well, let me play the video. Here's Lauren, Lauren Boebert. And her, she's, it's like an open mic from like the KKK rally, open mic. That's what it reminded me of. And he and I, are, we're leaving the Capitol, we're going back to my office and we get in the elevator and I see a Capitol Police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. Lie. I see fret all over his face and he's reaching and I'm like, what? I can't, the door's shutting. Like, I can't, I can't open it. Like, what's happening? I look to my what's left. What's happening? And there it's a lie. Is. I'm making it up. Ilhan Omar. Oops. And I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. Aren't she funny? Aren't they funny, Republicans? <laughs> For her next joke, she's going to call somebody fat. She's going to do a whole fat pig thing about Rosie. Ha ha ha. And she didn't have a backpack. I'm looking, and she didn't have a backpack. <laughs> First of all, who brings guns to Congress? Not Ilhan Omar, these assholes. Who incites violence with big lies? Who's calling for Second Amendment remedies because they're so damn stupid they don't even know what the Second Amendment is? Who? Who? Oh, well, they're also dumb, too dumb to manage a democracy. They hate democracy. It stands in the way. 
democracy requires them not to be assholes, and that's a bridge too far. You see, in this nation of immigrants, it requires them to want to learn about the diverse tapestry that is the melting pot of America. It used to be, well, many of us could still consider it one of um, the greatest parts of America is, is the diversity. That's what makes America great. They hate everything that makes America great. They hate it. Everything that makes America great, they want to destroy. They hate democracy. They hate education. They hate the media. They hate the free and fair exchange of ideas. They hate reality. They hate America. How could you love America and hate not just everybody in it, but also the very goddamn mission statement of America? We know they hate that. When the filthy fascist pricks were in charge, despite just receiving fewer votes in the nation that, what was it? What, uh, one of the agencies, the Naturalization and Immigration Department, they changed the mission statement. I wonder if it's been changed back yet. There's so many things that have to be reversed from these fascists who are actively destroying America. And we know that the world knows it. But they changed the mission statement. They removed the from the very first paragraph of the Department of Naturalization and Immigration mission statement. They removed the, the line, the United States is a nation of immigrants. They removed it because they don't like us. They hate themselves. Just like closet cases, you know, in the Republican Party who lack the courage to live an authentic life so they act to just become a giant homophobe who inflicts their manias outwards while, of course, you know, being a repressed and disgusting thing. Wait, hold on. My friend is texting me. Hold on. Sorry, guys. I'm on the air. I'll call you after. Okay, bye. Thank you guys for your patience. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> listen to this. Shutty. Like, I can't, I can't open it. Like, what's happening? I, what's happening here? In my fake story. There she is. Ilhan Omar. And I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. Ha ha ha. <laughs> okay, and that was a lie. That's another thing. Re reality has a liberal bias. Republicans, they don't like that. So they, they change it. They make shit up. Everything is a lie. But that's a, it's not just Republicans. That's fascism. Fascism is, uh, has no interest in reality, so they just make shit up. And here's another example. Where is this stupid thing? Stupid thing? Well, I don't know. Something's wrong with my computer. Well, what else is new? You know what's going on with my computer? I'll, have, I'll explain so you understand my pain. For some reason, these folders aren't opening. I don't know why. Okay. 
So I have to go hunt and peck and find them. All right. Here, for example, remember when Lauren Boebert, um, who also really, she should be focusing on herself and her her husband, who her husband was actually arrested for flashing his what was reportedly a, an incredibly underwhelming penis to underage girls, right? Am I wrong about that, Lauren... Bo Burt husband well not about the underwhelming penis not that I care but that's what it, I think it might have been in the police report but it's always the most underwhelming of the fascists who need the most attention yes Oh, yes. Wait, wait. Lauren Boebert's husband. <laughs> wait, hold on. Here's the music. Hold on, guys. All right. This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Yes. Lauren Boebert and husband racked up arrests in their home district. Lauren Boebert. And let's see, this is from the Post, the New York Post. Lauren Boebert, the gun-toting Republican Colorado, whatever asshole who ran up on a law and order platform, has had several dust-ups with police. Starting as a teenager, oh, she's a little privileged, white privileged little prick. Of course she was and is. The 34-year-old lawmaker who beat her district's very conservative representative Scott Tipton in a primary upset has a rap sheet unusually long for a member of Congress. And her track record of thumbing her nose at the law has continued. So she she was arrested for not showing up for a court appearance. They they have no respect. Why would you show up? For, uh, for court in a government that you loathe. When they talk about they hate the government, they're talking about they hate democracy. I want you to hear that. That's another thing. When, as we're taking back patriotism, when you, when you hear Republicans go on about patriotism, automatically know that they're a bunch of traitors and hiding behind patriotism like the traitors fascists they are right and that's what we're we're taking taking back patriotism wait thumbing her nose at the law continued i am legally permitted to carrying my firearm in washington dc and the capitol complex oh yeah she's the one they had to put up metal detectors because these pricks and Ilan Omar is a terrorist because she's wearing a hijab. And that's, they don't want to learn. They don't want to, um, any cultural diversity. That might make them have to read something or maybe see the world through eyes that aren't their own. And that's something that they can't, they can't do. I mean, they're so disgusting. Lauren Boebert, just not showing up for your court appearance says everything. And then she can walk around free, and now she's a member of Congress, and these pricks voted for her. 
right? How do we get to the point where millions of people are voting for absolute monsters who have no, not only an interest, they have no idea what democracy is all about. They, are, they not only are confused by America, they hate America. <laughs> well, that's it. They hate America because they're confused. They don't understand. And that's why, guys, what we're doing is so important. Because we're filling in the blanks, right? When we're talking about patriotism, okay, let's break it down. What does it mean? Uh, you could say, you're not a patriot. I'm a patriot. I'm a pa No, you're not. You know, you can go back and forth all day. But let's discuss, what does a patriot mean? What does it mean to be a patriot? But, well, we know that a patriotic, uh, the whole, the meaning of the word is fellow countrymen. So, you know, you can't be, call yourself a patriot if you don't give a shit about your fellow countrymen. You know what I mean? That's basically it. And, um, is it patriotic in a time of crisis to not do your part? To take, like, to take a shot in particular... More specifically, that's what we're talking about right now. We, we have a new COVID variant coming down the pike thanks to the COVIDians who continue to give the, the virus um, hosts in which to mutate. So, you know, we're in this together and um, these idiots... They're talking about freedom and patriotism while being the um, antagonist to everything, to, 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 to the dreams of democracy, to our aspirations, you know, to if we ever have a hope of being a functioning democracy, they're standing in the way. And let me show you here. Hold on. Boom, 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 boom. Here's an article from Ms. And let me show. Wait a minute, guys. Mm -mm -mm. Here we go. Okay. So, they so want to be AOC. You realize that. That's why Marjorie Taylor Greene wants everybody to call her MTG, which I refuse to do. By the way, we're, we will not be calling her MTG because she's a fucking fascist posing three-toed monster. I'm sorry. I'm making fun of people's looks tonight. Feel free to make fun of mine. I don't care. I have body dysmorphic disorder. And whatever you say, I've already said it. Including, oh, you can call me. Oh, what do, what do conservatives call me? They're like, oh, you're a man. Who's this man? Like they think um, we're, uh, we're all supposed to be. Oh, oh, I'm so hurt. That's all Republicans do. That's the other thing we're taking back. Um, and I never hear this on corporate media. And I'm hoping that w when we get the word out that... The Republican... Wait, hold on. Fuck. Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting a frozen... Jesus Christ. 
Why does everything suck? All right. I'm sorry. I'm just frustrated about every my whole system that sucks. Okay. Let me focus. AOC versus Boebert. Addressing the hollow at the heart of Trumpism. Okay. You don't hear on corporate media, they never call out Republicans for just the insincere bunch of assholes that they are. Notice AOC's dress, right? Tax the rich. She was the first one. She wore this dress at at the Met Gala and generated headlines using her platform to spread the tax the rich message that would get the conversation started and going and keep it going. Oh, why? Why is she wearing a tax the rich dress? Well, did you know that the United States is the least upwardly mobile of all the Western democracies? Did you know that we were the most 40 years ago? And did you know that thanks to the Trump tax scam, now even more multinational, transnational, richest companies on earth pay zero taxes to the United States. I mean, it's disgusting. And what do the Republicans do in answer to this? Now, when we're talking about taxing the rich, we're talking about another patriotic imperative, which I'm hoping we are getting the word out. That's how you have to frame it. This is a patriotic imperative. It's not about what's fair. Just like in the Armand Aubrey case, it's it might be yes, it's a racism. They're racist assholes who did that. They would never do that if that was me running through their neighborhood. Even if I walked through there, they're under construction homes. But oh, here comes the music. Hold on. But the the Republicans. Let's hold that thought. I'll see you on the other side. So the Republicans will, they will, have they ever added anything? So now AOC is using her platform to start a conversation about the unfair tax system. Yes, unfair, but... Like I said, it's not about fair. It's about patriotism. Are we going to have a functioning democracy? Because you can't have concentrated wealth and a functioning democracy at the same time. You can't. And I should stop saying functioning democracy because it gives you the, I guess it gives the impression that it's, uh, it is functioning in some way. It's not. We've never had a functioning democracy. We've had an aspirational democracy. It's never been a complete multiracial democratic republic that promotes the general welfare. Are you kidding me? We've had a, uh, an aspirational democracy, and it's certainly been controlled by the, the white-ass, racist-ass power structure. So... We've been, we've endured for less than the 300 years that this country has limped along. We've had to endure the, uh, the machinations of the right-wing machine that hates democracy, that never wanted democracy to ever break out. So here's AOC using her platform 
to spread a message uh, and i hope that if any of you know democrats are listening the patriotic imperative of taxing the, the, the of a progressive tax system okay okay let's go down 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 here's here's a uh, asshole i mean lauren bobert's answer you know her response because republicans they're very derivative as well they they never they they've never i mean excuse not never they haven't had an original idea since we crawled out of the primordial ooze yeah probably never ever and even their whole ideology is uh is a throwback it's time's best left in history's trash pile we evolved you know in spite of them they went kicking and screaming they're still kicking and screaming so but we we evolved and that's the way it is that's humans that's what humans do we evolve but look here what does asshole lauren bobert do with her platform let's go brandon so you have one i mean this is the personification of everything of the parties frankly right we have one political party of course let's get the let's get it out there both parties are part of a corrupt system that is poisoned by money that's the problem is if we want to have a functioning democracy we need money out of politics okay yes but then we have one party where members of that party are actually trying to make a democracy work you know and isn't it funny that many of these people are people with darker pigment who aren't traditional you know whiteies white white cracker whiners no and the people who, who have always um systematic or systemically been put out of the system or or uh denied a seat at the table are those working within the system to actually make it function as designed to let make it live up to the promises that doesn't escape me that to me it make it's uh bittersweet when i think about it and even when i don't think about it but what are these assholes doing the, these right wingers what are they doing with their power let's go brandon so we have one let's tax the rich because 40 years ago we were the most upwardly mobile and now we're the least and as you know we can we have to make a choice we can either have concentrated wealth or democracy but we can't have both and then you have this fuck you joe biden that's what that means right let's go brandon that means f joe biden like for what reason because these assholes trust me they love their pre-existing conditions protections and they love the oh they will love oh don't worry they love their socialist security they love their socialist medicare they love all the socialism that they can get they just don't want socialism for darker pigment people that's what it is they can't share this civilization with people who have darker pigment and that's what really they're afraid of but 
right here. It says it all. Tax the rich. We have a, a party where people are trying. Some people are actually trying to do, to do something to make this country the, the country that, that they were born or chose to make it a better place for everybody. And what do the Republicans have? Nothing. Potty mouth, little schoolyard taunts. And what the F is with this stupid thumbs up constantly? That's another thing I hate about them. I hate them. We know that. I, I should be a better person. But nothing. You, what are you thumbs upping about? And, and the fake ass smile on both of them. Well, we know Trump is a sociopath. An entire party of sociopaths all given thumbs up. Why? With your plastic fake ass smile. Enough is enough. Enough. We have to start talking openly and unapologetically about sociopathy in, in power. How much longer? You know, you don't want to have people who are incapable of feeling, incapable of empathy or human emotion, whose only motivating factor is greed. Greed and lies. He sucks on every level. He sucks at business, sucks at life, sucks at relationship. Everybody he, who he knows hates him, which is the hallmark of, uh, of a failure. I mean, come on. And then you got this, these assholes rallying around him with schoolyard little bully taunts. That's what you have. And people are saying more, please. I will take more of that. We need that in power. This, this is what I can't get. That's what makes me want to run. I'm like, who in there in the world? Who, who wants this? They want more of this? The Republicans are successful because they own the media. All the while they've been, while they've, they've um, well, with the help of conservative Democrats, consolidated the media, deregulated and consolidated the media. They, they know that um, they can count on the stupidity of the American people. They've been as successful as they've been in changing or uh, the de definitions of words, changing the definitions of the American dream. They changed the definition of that from you to we can all be um, middle class. We all can have a decent middle class life to, oh, maybe you can be like Donald Trump and come up with a scam some way, somehow, and uh, steal money from people. God. But that's what they want? Am I... Is this real life? Right? Right. <laughs> Tara, Lee in New York City, Tara, you forgot to mention his parenting skills. That's true. His, his kids hate his guts. They all hate him. Everybody hates him. They either hate him or they use him. 
that's it. The only reason anybody has any interaction with him is because they can get something from him. He's a sad, disgusting prick. There's, it's not a surprise he's such a miserable bastard. Usually, um, sociopaths are miserable. Lots of sociopaths. Not that I'm an expert. I only read that book, Sociopath Next Door, which we discussed on the show. And so I know a little bit about it, but, you know. But he's a sociopath. There's no doubt in my mind. There's somebody who, during, well, during the, uh, the insurrection, when the new the new book came out there's a new audio recording of him of twitler saying uh, he pretty much indifferent uh, about mike pence whether he was going to get hanged or not <laughs> and people are like oh he doesn't seem to care about mike pence well surprise mother effers he's a sociopath enough let's all just get it out there and accept it we that guy's a sociopath and there's a lot of assholes who think that that's great because they're because they're racist that's why really when it comes down to it the most important thing well let me see not the most of equal importance what has to happen to fix this country and we know it it's easy to do. Easy, well, easily said, not easy to do, right? Um, it takes, it will, it does, it's not easy to do because it, it will require getting, removing the greed factor legally and peacefully. But we have to get money out of politics. That's one of the things we have to do. If we want a functioning democracy, money has to be removed from politics we have to get rid of the legal bribes and that's another patriotic imperative it has to be presented like that and that's what we're doing here because we will win what do they have that's come on that's what makes me insane you keep hearing on corporate media how joe biden's approval ratings are down and now this new variant is coming well Joe Biden didn't create the variant. We can argue that Republicans certainly do help in that regard. But, you know, all right. Everything that has to happen, the, on top of it, the Democrats need to get their shit together and start messaging this shit unapologetically. Reclaim patriotism. Stop, um giving, I don't know, Republicans a pass. The Democratic Party, it seems to me, has a, has a vested interest in rehabbing the Republican Party um, more than the, Republic, than the Republican Party itself has. They don't care. These are the, the same people who are out there talking about, let's go Brandon, lying, making up lying-ass stories about um, Ilan Omar, racist-ass stories. And, and we're all like, oh, uh, look, see, it can be done. 
bipartisanship. It's the best, isn't it? It's better than new Coke. Tastes great, less filling. Bipartisan. I, I want democracy to prevail. I don't know about you. We've all put entirely um, too much into this shit to have it ripped away by people who don't bathe. Like Steve Bannon, you know? People who don't bathe, morons whose husbands flash their underwhelming penises at people. What's wrong with these people? You know what I mean? They're really sick. They really, really are sick. Um, and everybody knows it. I'm sure you saw the article, U.S. is listed as a backsliding democracy for the first time in our fledging history. This is a blink of an eye, and we're already a backsliding democracy, a republic, if you can keep it. Oh, well, well, we can keep it if we listen to me. Listen to Tower Buster, goddammit. It's not that hard. You want to do it? Okay, here. Money out of politics, progressive taxation, universal health care, higher education. Okay. There you go. Stop the gerrymandering, all that shit. Pass the federal voting protection. Then we're, we're in a good sh place at that point. What do you think? Am I wrong? Am I wrong about that? No, I am not. Here, from the Washington Post. Miriam Berger writes, The U.S., for the first time, was added to a list of backsliding democracies in a report released on Monday by the Stockholm-based International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance. The United States, the bastion of global democracy, fell victim to authoritarian tendencies itself and was knocked down a significant number of steps on the democratic scale. A significant number of steps. It's not just, oopsie, just a little bump there. No, honey, we, we've fallen. Can we get up? I've fallen. Man, I can't get up. I wish I had that sound effect. The study, which analyzed trends from 2020 to 2021, found that more than a quarter of the world's population now lives in democratically backsliding countries. See? See, ladies and gentlemen, just like I was saying, nothing is linear. History, especially. You one step forward, two steps back. So we had thousands of years of intergenerational aristocracy and this little blip of democracies, thanks to the liberal age of enlightenment. That's what happens. People start, and we are all evolving as a species. You know, we all came out of the primordial ooze. We all spread out throughout the globe. It took millions of years, and we're here. But we're all evolving. We're barely adolescents, in my estimation. So, let me see. Where are we? Found that more than a quarter of the world's population 
lives in a backsliding democracy. The world is becoming more authoritarian as non-democratic regimes become even more brazen in their repression and many democratic governments suffer from backsliding by adopting their tactics of restricting free speech and weakening the rule of law, exacerbated by what threatens to be a new normal of COVID-19 restrictions, the report found. The number of countries moving in the direction of authoritarianism is three times the number moving towards democracy, which is alarming, guys. International idea classes countries as democratic, which includes those backsliding, hybrid, and authoritarian, the latter of two of which it considers to be non-democratic. It bases is its analysis on 50 years of democratic indicators tracked by 160 countries. The report found that some of the most worrying democratic backsliding happened in the world's largest countries, including Brazil and India. It also highlighted concerning democratic declines in the United States and three European Union members, Hungary, Poland, and Slovenia, which goes to show you why the filthy fascist Republican Tucker Carlson did his show from Hungary, remember? Praising er er Erdogan, I mean, Orban, and... um, Orban is part of the problem. Of course they praise that democratic backsliding country because that's what they're doing here. Thanks, Republicans. It's them. They're the ones. But yet, guys, let's give credit where credit's due. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for conservative Democrats enabling Republican fascism for the last 40 freaking years. That's the goddamn truth. The goddamn Clintons, they jettisoned the New Deal. They wanted to play footsie with Wall Street and the big moneyed interests. They turned their backs on the working people. You know, they wanted their cake and eat it too. They wanted to be all things to all people. But that's just not how it goes, damn it. Because neoliberalism didn't um, cure fascism. It's what made fascism possible. And that's why we're here. These friggin' neoliberal asshole policies, you know, from deregulating the media. And, I, and we've discussed this. I know it drives me insane, though, because, come on, that's, that's really probably the worst, the worst assault on democracy was um, signed by Bill Clinton. One of the worst. We're in this boat because of that. We wouldn't have assholes waiting for JFK to return in, in Dealey Plaza. Give me a break, man. They're getting this information on their fascist propaganda outlets who aren't discouraging them. Guys, this is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. This is just the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show, but we have more show at youtube.com slash c for channel slash Tarabuster, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, 
Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the real liberal media going and growing, and we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Yo, we're back. All right. Thank you, Stephen Lee. The FCC needs to get a handle on right-wing fake news about the COVID-19 on the AM dial, which rural America listens to daily. Yes, exactly. And, yeah, it's also why we're in this boat. And it's an example of exactly what we're talking about. When the deregulated media, thanks to the Telecommunications Act that Bill Clinton signed... That's what gave us Rush Limbaugh, so you could ride, uh, they could, you could drive across country, and and some markets Rush Limbaugh would be on two different channels in the same market. So at the same time, it's absolutely ridiculous, of course. And and what did the Democrats do? They sat back and they expected more of the American people, I believe, which is a big goddamn mistake. You don't expect more of them you don't expect them to fill in the blanks or figure it out or or know that they're full of shit as you as we see remember during the obamacare thing when they were when the republicans were attacking us um for death panels having death like obamacare had death panels you see what i'm saying trump didn't bring the fascist freak flag flying let the freak flag fly. The, that flag flag was flying a long effing time ago. Right? Death panels. Remember that? We had to endure that. And then we had to go to these town hall meetings and endure these filthy teabaggers ye- yelling and whining about death panels. I remember. I went to one of these damn town halls. And one of these teabaggers was, he was like, what part of the Constitution does it say that you are in charge of my health care? Show me in the Constitution. Some uh, 17-year-old asshole. That's who they are. They think they read a meme on uh, 4chan or Reddit, and now they're friggin' constitutional scholars. It's so tedious. Aren't they tedious? Section 2413 of the State Code, Appendix B, Section C slash 2, a colon, comma, 1, says that you don't have the right. Right? That's who they are. Babies. Babies who have too much power. They And the Republicans know how to manipulate them. Because you can manipulate anything anything right like now a lot of and this happens usually period well it happens periodically republicans try to fuck with child labor laws i know the cursing is happening now repub Milliken child labor laws Yes, here. Here we go again. Child labor laws in some states may be weakened 
as U.S. industries look to hire teens. Periodically, we, we get this. It happens. A few years ago, I remember Newt Gingrich, yet again. I mean, that's how old we're going back. How periodically Republicans introduce child labor law repeals and... You and they frame it like in like this, for example. I remember because I remember a friend of mine t- saying to me that he thought it was a good idea, all right, because he was hearing was some article, I think it was some, probably something on Fox News, and it said kids will learn, um, they will learn responsibility. And it's good because they can work uh, in between their schooling and they'll learn responsibility and they'll get a little, they'll get a training wage. That's what they called it. So it's not a full wage. It's not the full 725 an hour that the American people are are so um, sitting fat and happy on a big pile of cash thanks to that oh-so-generous share of the pie that their labor makes possible. But, um, uh uh-oh, here comes Tara Jr. Jr. Oh, he's false alarm. He's just sitting down. Hold on a second. But that's what they but that's what they're doing. So (laughs) child labor law, a training wage, isn't that great? So now you, as a person, instead of as an adult person i should say instead of um, competing with other adults you have to compete with children who are earning training wages too isn't that great because what's the meaning of life anybody i can answer it here in the united states of serfs and lords it's to make the rich richer. That's the meaning of life. Otherwise, you you should just go die. You're a useless eat, eater. Or come up with a scam, some kind of scam, that separates people from their money. You know, just be, or be some kind of grifter. I don't know. Uh, register yourself as a foreign agent or don't. Uh, try to kidnap people extrajudicially from our shores to uh, some autocrats' prison. You know, do something. Come up with a scam. Something that will make you a little couple of dollars. Not like Trump, who is not rich. He's not rich. Oh, no, no, no. He's not rich. What is this? The RNC is paying for his paying. They're paying Trump's legal bills. The RNC is paying Trump's legal bills. This is just an aside. Because he's rich, right? He's a billionaire. Don't you see how that happens when you're the richest person? Like Jeff Bezos, that sociopath. You're so rich that you have to twist people's arms to pay your legal bills. That's what Trump is doing. And you're so rich you pay off porn stars and installments and... Well, the reason I have my own opinion why why the Republicans are paying Trump's legal bills, all the legal bills from the lawsuits that he generated before he became the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes. So they're picking up all of his bills because, you know, he's rich, right? He's so rich. 
No, they're doing it because he's threatening them to um, to that he's going to start another party. That's why they're paying for him, um, paying his bills, because he's a grifter. That's all he gives a shit about is money. Even though he's he's an old cracker and he's going to die, as we all will, and his life is probably the most useless and wasted. D- human DNA, wasted air, wasted everything. All those people, all those cows and chickens that had to die to feed him. Ugh, you know, it's bad enough. But then you have to become a Trump steak, or you just you got to become something that that ugly orange grifter shoves in his gullet. Come on. That's just wrong. That is wrong. But anyway, child labor laws in some states may be weakened as U.S. industries look to hire teens. Experts fear increased stress and loss of sleep among students as some Republicans want teenagers to work longer hours. Of course, go right to the bag of Republican dirty tricks. This is what they do. Because liberal democracy, especially multiracial liberal democracy, is is um, anathema to the Republican worldview. They hate it. They want you to be nothing but a pawn. They want you to work. They want your little babies to work. If this were another time, you, your kids would be running around with their tiny fingers taking the, I don't know, something out of the machine. They, the fingers were smaller, so it was easier for them to get some shit out of the machine. I don't know. But that's what that was what they said. Unreal. But this isn't the first time, and it won't be the last time. And I hope people are fighting as fast and and as unapologetically as needs to be, as needs to be. But I remember my friend telling me when we were discussing, I was like, look at this shit. This was a few years ago with the child labor laws. And uh, he's like, oh, I think that's a good idea. You know, teaches them responsibility. It teaches them, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I worked at my parents' store. I mean, that's a different thing. There are actually carve-outs and child labor laws for young people to work in their parents' small grocery store or something, you know? Nobody's trying to make you not have your kid work the cash register during the summer break at your local party store or something. That's not what it's about. We just don't want children. You know, part of what it means to live in a functioning, civilized, democratic republic is that we send our kids to school so they learn how to be good citizens. They learn that democracy is tenuous and that it requires us to cultivate it and protect it and pass it on. That's what they have to learn. They learn that in school. They don't, they, they're not going to learn that at the factory, sweeping your floors, making your burgers. 
of flipping your burgers so that orange con man can shove another carcass in his mouth. His useless mouth. I mean, is there a mouth more useless on, on the planet? I don't think so. Something that has caused more damage and pain than that filthy orange mouth. Businesses around the United States that have advertised hiring 14 and 15-year-olds through the pandemic's labor shortage, so-called, include several restaurants in Pennsylvania, a pumpkin patch in Liberty, Missouri, a Burger King in Ohio, and McDonald's in Oregon. Employers such as Chipotle, Chipotle, excuse me, have expanded recruiting efforts this year to target younger workers well you see how fast capitalism just dives right in and wants to take your kids oh they don't want to have to pay people a living why would they pay an adult a living wage when they can pay a fucking kid half that you see Forget a fair share of the labor, of the profit your labor makes possible. They want you to suffer. They want you to compete with kids. Because what's the meaning of life in the United States of serfs and lords? To, to cons, to fascists, the meaning of life is the rich will get richer. And F everybody else. That's it. The meaning of life is go die. If you're not rich, go die or come up with a scam. What's the meaning of an economy? This is another thing that we have to have to redefine or take back or however you want to put it. What's the meaning of an economy? What is it? Is greed the only American value? What's the meaning of an economy? Is it just to make the rich richer? Or is it so we can all enjoy a decent life? That's what we do. We're, that's why we work. We're, not, we're working so we can have a decent life. We're not living so, you know, that's the goal, right? The goal of a functioning democracy is so we can look to the world and say, look, we are so successful here. Our system of government works so well that we have the freedom to work one job and keep a roof over our heads and save for old age and and vacations and retirement and have we have sick leave when we get sick we have the freedom to be frail and human and uh, just like our our ancestors millions of years ago we take care of each other Everything that the Republicans are about is anti-human. That's why we'll win. They're not, they're not on the right side of history. That's why they have to be so loud about it. Talking about the founders. Remember um, Sarah Palin? Her, they know nothing about history. Remember Sarah, Sarah Palin? Just like, um, what's it say? Paul Revere ringing those bells when she was saying... You know, her history lesson. I mean, they know nothing. They have a, a child's caricature view of history, much, re, much less reality. Everything's a caricature. You know, black, bad, 
White, good. Freedom, good. Stars, patriotism. It's very base. And, yeah. Every, the way that they argue their, their talking points, too. The, the, the corporate media never pushes or follows up or asks them to explain themselves. <sighs> Look at this. Other restaurants and employers, such as amusement parks and seasonal businesses around the U.S., have touted their reliance on teenage workers under 18 as the labor shortage solution. Not raising salaries to attract workers, you know? Because, guys, we're not talking about um, a struggling capitalist corporate state here. We're talking about profits, record profits, the likes the world has never seen, like Trump likes to say. So that's what they're saying. Reliance on teenage workers <laughs> as a labor shortage solution. As a restaurant in Arkansas noting it had struggled to hire and retain workers, recently offered to pay its teen workers for one hour to do homework before their shift. Oh, isn't that nice? How about you pay living wages? They paid the kids an hour. They come to our store and work, but we'll pay you for the hour you do your homework. Aren't we good? And then we'll call the media about it. We won't pay higher rates for, for adults and maybe get people to work in safe conditions. How about, you know, make sure people don't have to die needlessly. Teenage employment in the U.S. surged more than 32% in the summer of 2021, the highest level since 2008, and for the first time in history, the unemployment rate for 16 to 19-year-olds fell below the rate for 20 to 24-year-olds. Well, that's not good. It really isn't. In a recent op-ed for a local Pennsylvania newspaper, Darcy Light, a junior in high school, argued the claims of labor shortages and staffing issues in the food service, recreation, and tourism industry had driven teenagers to work for more and longer hours past summer employment periods. I do... Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. A job I intend to work strictly during the summer has somehow found its way into my fall schedule. It has become almost uh, equivalent to academics on my priority list, and I don't even know how it happened, she wrote. The coupling of a job anywhere from 5 to 35 hours a week along with being an, a student is extremely stressful. Well, there you go. Other countries give students stipends to go to work. I mean, to work as school as their work. And um, here we... We do nothing. We make you have no sleep. Hey, if you want to go to school, like uh, like Romney said, you can have as much school as you can afford. Get as much education as you can afford. Just like the system the founders rebelled against, where the rich run and own everything, and and providence is uh, and education is a providence of the rich. That's the way it was in the 
days that the Republicans are dragging us back to. And then they frame it like this. Oh, well, we'll teach them responsibility. And it's only because of this dang labor shortage. Well, there's other remedies to the labor shortage, if this is even a thing. I think it's more like a F, F this shit. Pay us. Pay. Pay a living goddamn wage. There's enough for everybody's need, but not for everyone's greed. So, pay people. Bullshit. This labor shortage. There is no labor shortage. Then there's certainly no greed shortage. That's the problem. There is no job that people won't do if you pay them. Unreal. Look at this. The labor shortage have galvanized an effort by some elected officials, mostly Republicans, they're saying. Mostly. I'd like to know what who are the Democrats. Mostly? Let's show me who's the Democrats. Who are calling for scaling back child labor laws. Three Republicans. Oh, here we go. Excuse, I answered my own question, or the article did. And one Democrat in the Ohio State Sem Senate have recently introduced a bill to expand the hours minors under the age of 16 are permitted to work in the state from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. during the school year with a parent's guardian or parent or guardian's permission. There you go. You see what's happening? Republicans want this country to be exactly like the country the founders rebelled to escape. They don't give a shit. When they say that, well, when I say, well, this is not good for democracy because we need our young people, they need to be taught. Young, uh, they, that's what you go, you, they have to go to school to learn how to be good citizens in a democratic republic. The Republicans' eyes glaze over. They don't give a shit about that. Making good citizens, making educated citizens who are proactive and participating in their constitutionally limited democratic republic forget it they hate that they want to get rid of that's why they attack all of the pillars of democracy and this is why what we're doing is so important the democrats need to learn how to fight back with that when they come for education we have to counter with they're attacking the pillars of democracy. When they come for child labor laws, we come for, we have to counter with they are attacking the pillars of democracy. See, I guess it's hard to do that and not um, be hypocritical in a way as far as the Democrats are concerned because some, well, some Democrats, I guess, whatever. Well, the corporate me the corporate Democrats are the ones who really are kind of hypocritical when it comes to, um, you know, talking about preserving the pillars of democracy because these are the arguments that we put to them back in the day when Bill Clinton was um, poised to sign the Telecommunications Act. That was another pro- that was a right-wing bill. 
and yet another example. I remember that. I remember it was sort of I was young when Clinton was president and it was really the first presidency that I was I started becoming more politically aware. Not before, before, because I remember Reagan, the end of Reagan, and uh, it sucked. <laughs> I remember that. And then uh, with Bill Clinton, I remember being so hopeful <laughs> and then being so goddamn disappointed, which is generally kind of what happens, doesn't it? With Democrats, how, how often they break your heart. But because I remember watching Bill Clinton him one of his speeches and he said the word gay saying we won't point fingers at those he was saying those others those black people those muslim people those gay people or and it was the first time that a um that i had ever heard a pre i think it was the first time that a presidential hopeful said the word gay but not in a derogatory way and i was like so hopeful that, and then of course he, they promised to repeal the ban of gays in the military and what did we get this don't ask don't tell you see this is what republic i mean uh see what corporate dems do even though we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency and all that. They, the Democrats, they don't fight with the courage of the, the conviction of that. If you have the courage of your convictions, there's no, there's no compromising with that kind of shit. Don't ask, don't tell. Ugh. And now, just like we said... All during, because I was in the military, and I was in the military during Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and it sucked. And uh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely goddamn ridiculous. But just like we knew when the repeal of gay, you know, the ban was lifted, just like the own the studies, the military did their own studies, saying that there would be no... Um, effect there's no negative effect on unit cohesion or all that shit that they said for years they said and having all the studies and knowing the truth and the the republicans said it they repeated the same lies it's not good for unit cohesion and the lies right but yet we had to endure that because that's what Democrats do. They don't fight. I don't know. Like we can't go back, I guess, at this point and relitigate <laughs> the "don't ask, don't tell." But at the time, I remember saying, "Oh, the other thing he did was they signed the Defense of Marriage Act." That was the other thing I remember because I remember at the time I wrote him, I wrote Clinton a letter, and I wrote. With the stroke of a pen, you relegated me to second-class status. I remember saying that. Anyway, but that's true. I was already second-class status, but... <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, the arc of history is long. It bends towards justice. We, we certainly have come a long way. In fact, you know what? Oh, my God, this was 
I saw this today. I grabbed it on uh, it was on MSNBC actually. There's an ad, a Christmas ad, and it's what's his name? <laughs> Santa. That's it. Santa gets kissed or something. Here we go. By a guy? He wants to go out with a guy? What's going on here? Four, in a four-minute ad from Norway's Postal Service titled, When Harry Met Santa, Santa Claus Gets a Boyfriend. The ad shows the character of Harry meeting Santa one fateful Christmas Eve and the two spending time together each year as they get to know each other. Eventually, Harry is seen uh, wait, writing a letter saying, All I want for Christmas is you. What follows is a very special Yuletide embrace. And for those on the podcast, there's Santa and some guy kissing. The ad was produced to mark 50 years since the decriminalization of homosexuality in Norway. The Norwegian Postal Service tells NBC News that their aim was to show that love has no limits, no bounds, and that the response so far has been overwhelming. For that, they get my high five of the week. We'll be right back. Okay. And even though that's a Norwegian ad, <laughs> the fact that they played it on on uh, regular old corporate media, that says a lot. We've certainly come a long way. I remember when I was younger, remember that show LA Law? And there was a big controversy because there were two, there was a gay character on, I think she was bisexual. She was like Kristen Cinema or something of her day. They couldn't go full lesbian. So they had to make her like bi, you know, half a, half a gay is, maybe more palatable for the American asshole masses. And they, there was a kiss on LA Law, this, where this woman kissed another woman. It was kiss, it was like a peck, it was nothing. It wasn't like making out or, there's really nothing to write home about. <laughs> it was underwhelming, like Lauren Boebert's husband's penis. And the, what a controversy. It was all over the news. It was on, on ads and people were saying boycott on some, of course, right-wingers. And it was like nothing. Now we have ads where we're watching Santa make out with a guy. That's great. That goes to show you, guys, we will win. We are on the right side of everything. We're on the right, well, maybe not everything, but definitely decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. Right? Right? Am I right? Am I right or wrong? All right. Guys, thank you, Terry Taylor, for your super chat. And thank you, Errol, for your super chat. When will Republic clowns and their unlogical supporters ever going to come to the realization of slime rotten house being a criminal? instead of a hero. Well, that'll be the first of never, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, well, you wanna know somebody? Look at their friends, you know? You wanna know some, you, somebody? Look at who they 
he make a lion what well, not make a lion <laughs> i can't speak lion eyes i was gonna say make a hero or lion eyes and then i write i said make a lion all right sue me <laughs> make a lion oh my god look at this shit this is JD a 17 year old boy saw no one protecting the businesses the people in his community so he went down there and did it no, and instead of rewarding no. it instead of saying you know isn't it good that a 17 year old kid who was raised by a single mother made good decisions and decided to be a made good decisions they're they're doomed they're done how many how much longer guys are we gonna have to endure this shit who's gonna vote for them we have to this is what we're doing here we have to mock them vilify them rightfully make them into the the laughing stock the uh the just abhorrent bunch of disgusting ghouls have no business anywhere near the halls of power that's i mean that's what they are so that's what we have to market them as hello democrats are you listening market them as the filthy fascists they are they are attacking and assaulting democracy and they're succeeding at it the whole world knows it with joe biden saying how um you know great it's so great look these republicans or democrats can work together look at us here that's not gonna fix the authoritarian backsliding of this country what's gonna fix it is putting these filthy fascists in history's trash pile where they belong and where they're comfortable they they like it there other fascists are there hitler's there joseph goebbels is there I'm sure he's he's waiting to shake tucker carlson's hand i can't believe you know how uh, he he could only dream of destroying america and there there's tucker right the, on the va at the vanguard jesus christ well, we're running out of time. We only have a couple of minutes left. Let me see. Let's finish Positive this guy. force in his community. They slandered Positive and lied about him. Force. They treated basic manly virtue as white supremacy. Holy shit. Are these people so fragile? They think this is manly. He's somebody who we know is a coward. He had no business... Please, we know. This asshole has no business. He should be in jail. But instead, he'll, he's on Fox News. But we know we're on the right side of history. We, we're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win one day. We, I mean, I hope it's within my lifetime. Here's Kyle Rittenhouse talking about himself. I'm hoping that people go back in, understand the facts, and be like, watch the trial, watch the pr prosecutorial well, we misconduct you that I prick. believe happened, and realize that I was an innocent 17-year-old who was violently attacked and defended myself. Wow. You see? Truth has such a liberal bias, but 
you know what? We will win because we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We're on the right side of humanity. And there's nothing to be apologetic about. Take back patriotism. We don't leave anybody behind. We're talking about bringing the dreams of the founders to fruition. All right, that's it. Tax the rich, get money out of politics, and we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. All right, my beautifuls. Thank you again for your super chats, Jim and Steven and Terry and Errol. Thank you so much. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And hopefully we'll see each other. Well, we will. We'll see each other soon. But hopefully soon. All right, guys, I got to go because I got to cut the show up and my friend is bothering me. So I got to call him back. I think there's something is wrong. He's he's having a breakup. So you know how that goes. All right, guys, listen up. Become a patron at patreon.com. If somebody doesn't become a patron soon, I'm going to. I'm going to cry, maybe? I don't know. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon.